Welcome to the Valentine's Day edition of the Kick-Ass Podcast. This is episode number 11. I'm your host, Heather, and today we're talking about LinkedIn love. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass me a seatbelt. There's so much benefit to an active LinkedIn profile in life, and yet it's really the one that everybody shies away from. It's even the one that most people don't know their passwords to. The number of workshops I've gone into where everybody can log into their Facebook and their Instagram and all their stuff, and they might even be able to read their analytics, no problem. And then I mention LinkedIn and they give me blank stares. This is a thing that happens all the time. So let's start with a super quick history so you don't think that I'm just like not understanding where you're coming from. Originally, LinkedIn was, yes, used by people who didn't have jobs to try to find jobs. So it was a place where you would avoid going just in case your boss or your manager would see you on there because that meant you were looking to get hired. And it was also a place where you wouldn't go back once you got hired and you loved your job because what's the point? It is no longer the same as like a monster.com or or one of those, you know, it's not an employment page anymore. They shifted their vision and their mission a couple of years ago and the rest of the world is still working on catching up a little bit. Now, what they've decided to turn LinkedIn into, which was kind of always the goal, is basically Facebook for business. It's if you want to think of it in terms of real life, LinkedIn is where we go digitally to have a networking event or a trade show. It's it's where we can go and network while not wearing pants. It's where we can go and network while still in pajamas, drinking coffee in bed. It's where we can go to basically experience a trade show without having to get on a plane. That's what it is now. So forget everything you've known about LinkedIn and everything you're positive about LinkedIn. Wipe the slate clean. When you start out on LinkedIn, and for most people, it's been so long since they've logged in that they're going to have to kind of go and redo this stuff anyway. There's a couple of really important points. Um, The first one is the title that you give yourself. So if you have a title from in in your business, like if you are working and you are the CFO, the CEO, um, HR manager, the main thing I want you to remember is don't just put your company name. There are people who will if they're the owner of a business, they will put, you know, Heather McDonald, Halla Connected. Well, that doesn't mean anything to anyone. Nobody knows now what I do within Halla. So they wouldn't be able to just add me if they want to talk to owners of marketing companies. So you can put founder, owner, be specific about your business title, because that will help you make better connections. And that will help your connections to better understand you. The next section that's really, really important on LinkedIn to have filled out really well and really correctly is your summary. This is, think of it kind of like a dating profile. So you're not looking at it to get a date, you're looking at it to make a connection. That summary, especially the first three lines, because it's truncated after that. If you go to a whole big long paragraph, people still only see those first three lines. So if your first three lines are really boring, or if your first three lines are really braggy, People will not be clicking down to see the other awesome things you do. Don't hold your amazing part of your summary, the reason that I would want to connect with you to the very end, because I probably won't get there. 
We tend to skim and scan on everything we do in social media, especially when it comes to summaries and descriptions. So those first three lines are important. If you hook me there, I will click to see the rest of it and I will read every single thing you have to say about yourself. Be honest in your summary, be positive in your summary and talk more about what you're looking to build a connection for within LinkedIn rather than I'm great at this, 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 this and this. If that's all you have to offer, okay, but most of us have more than that to offer. Some people will say they're very, you know, volunteer oriented or they're disoriented. Let me know more about you in terms of you as a valuable connection to me. The next part that's really, really important is the experience section. While yes, this kind of looks like a resume, the most important thing about LinkedIn is to include all of your relevant experience. So if you have relevant experience, but there's some holes in your Um, employment history, or let's say your relevant experience was from five years ago and then you did a different job for a while and now you're back in your field, you can leave out that middle job. It's not a problem. I would probably add it in just because people do kind of make those snap judgments the same way as they do when they're reading a resume. However, don't put a whole bunch of detail in that job If there's nothing that connects to what you do now, if you learned nothing and you got nothing out of that job, just leave it as a title and use it to fill in time. But most of us can take something from our experience, whether it's, you know, you were working as a hospitality expert and then you ended up being a fry cook for five years. You can talk about the fact that you had to hit timelines, you had to work fast, you were in a high pressure environment. All of those things are still valuable. So let me know what in your experience is relevant and valuable to me as a connection and to what you do now. Once you've filled out your whole profile, including your volunteer experience, should you have any, um, including your areas that you would like to be spoken to about, including your skills, all of those things are really, really valuable and important for somebody who's skimming and scanning through your profile. Once you've got that down, then it's time to start building that network. The network is incredibly important on LinkedIn. So that brings us to the question of who do we accept on LinkedIn? So when you log in, let's say you have 30 people who've added you on LinkedIn because they just, you happen to pop up in your people you may know tab. Again, go back to LinkedIn being a networking event or a trade show. A lot of people will tell me that they won't add people on LinkedIn unless they already know them. So if you go into a networking event, do you only talk to people you already know? When you go to a trade show, do you judge people as they walk up to the table and say, no, I don't know you and I don't know how I can benefit from you immediately, so I am going to ignore you? Of course not. That's not how we network in person, and that's not how we interact in person in business. We're always looking to meet new people, and we never know the benefit we can get out of this connection or that connection. You don't have to look at it as such a tit-for-tat kind of transactional thing. I looked at your profile. I don't need one of you right now, so therefore I'm not going to talk to you. You have no idea what the next five years will bring, what the next one year or two year or one week or two weeks will bring, and you don't know who within that other person's network may be valuable to you. By adding everyone as a first level contact, which is how they define their relationships as first degree, second degree, third degree, and on and so on and so forth, kind of like 
six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's basically how LinkedIn is set up. So when you add someone as a first degree contact, you say, yes, we can be connections. Remember, this is connection. This is not friend. This is not follower. LinkedIn, you're building just a connection. So when you add someone as a connection, they are now a first degree connection. Everyone on their list is now a second degree connection which means they're actually going to see some of the stuff that you post. They're going to know that they have some sort of shared connection with you and they might be a really good foot in the door to get to the connections that you're looking to make. If you are somebody who makes a product, um, if you make, manufacture and sell, just because somebody isn't a buyer for the store that you're looking to get your product into doesn't mean they don't know buyers for the store you're looking to get your product into. Do you see how that works? It's building a wider network rather than building yourself a little tiny echo chamber. That's when LinkedIn doesn't work. But if we looked at that behavior in the same way that we look at real live networking and real live trade show behaviors, we would not do the same thing. Anybody on LinkedIn who does not have an active account Every day that happens, they're basically showing up to a networking event or a trade show, standing in the corner, staring at the wall, and then leaving and saying, well, that didn't work. Well, of course not. It's a tool. And the tool only works as well as you use it. LinkedIn will not magically make you money, but if you use it right, it's actually one of the most effective ways to make money using social media. And that is across the board. That is for almost everybody because we can make connections from business to business because this is the one place that we tell this social media account exactly what we do and exactly where we do it. On Facebook, you might say who your employer is, but you don't say what you do for that employer. When I was a teacher, it just said, worked at Anglophone East School District. You could not tell if I was a principal, if I was a custodian, if I worked in the district office, if I was a guidance counselor. Everybody who works there just says, works at Anglophone East School District. On LinkedIn, it would say, elementary teacher immersion, Anglophone East School District. So people would know right away that I'm bilingual, that I teach elementary kids or did in a previous life, <laughs> that all you find out a lot more robust information about the contacts that you're making. That way you can start tailing your information that you're putting out and that you're posting to attract the people that you're really looking to attract. We've all gone through the avatar process where we've picked our couple of ideal audiences. One of your ideal audiences, I guarantee, is actually hanging out on LinkedIn. The one caveat to that is if you are more of a maker and a smaller shop where you're selling, you know, a couple of thousand dollars worth of something every month versus, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands to millions every month, and you're only doing it locally, you might have a harder time really banking on LinkedIn, but those are really the only people who I would say that would be your last thing to add in. Almost everybody can benefit from LinkedIn. So that brings us to the next point about that posting stuff. All right. So I have my account. I've accepted everybody in because they might be a benefit to me and they're in my network either way. Now, what the heck do I do with them? LinkedIn is one of the easiest sites to come up with information on. Sorry. LinkedIn is one of the simplest sites to come up with information for. That does not mean it's the easiest, actually. On LinkedIn, it's all about sharing information. It's all about sharing valuable things that'll move people's lives ahead, even if they are not currently looking for your services. So let's say you're a physiotherapist. You should be posting about 
keeping productivity high by adding movement into your day. Talk to corporations about how to engage movement in their employees. Talk to employees about how their posture should be. All of these things are valuable. They're good information. They could very easily land you a larger corporate contract where a corporation asks you to come in and fix their employees' postures and asks you to come in and fix their employees' productivity. But that's kind of a side benefit. What you're doing is positioning yourself, even though you're a physiotherapist, you're positioning yourself as a thought leader within the space of business productivity. If you are someone who sells beauty products or natural products, you can still be talking to buyers and wholesalers and all of those people who are actually going to move you forward. But the way you do it is not in the same way that you're going to be speaking to the consumer themselves. You will be giving tips on how to merchandise your product. You will be giving ideas on how to sell and combine areas to get more sales for their distributors and their shops and their stores. That way you become a value add to them. Everything in LinkedIn is about providing value. The other thing about LinkedIn is it's a really great way to have people come back to your website. That content should always be linked to your website. So let's say on Monday and Thursday, you decide you're going to spend 10 minutes. That's no more than that. 10 minutes on LinkedIn. The when and the what is really important. So we spend time on LinkedIn from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And we spend time on LinkedIn from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. During our workday, it's not that we're not on social media. We just don't seem to be on the social media for work. And that's because there's a different audience that's heavily on LinkedIn. The people who spend a lot of time there are the corporate types. They're the people who have money. They're the people who are there to make more money. There are the people there who are trying to make real network relationships. The cool thing about LinkedIn is it hangs on to your content for a lot longer than Facebook and Instagram and Twitter do. On LinkedIn, your stuff can last for a week or even more very, 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 very easily, especially if it's getting engagement. So LinkedIn, it's so much more about the quality and so much less about the quantity. Effective use of LinkedIn would be Monday you give a tip or a trick or a something, maybe with a picture attached to it, and Thursday you send them a blog post that will send them back to your website. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And that's how you set up an entire LinkedIn program, a LinkedIn strategy. And then you decide that you're going to post, let's say it's 6 p.m. on Monday to hit the evening group and 7.30 a.m. on Thursday to hit the Thursday group. Those will get rotated as they get shared and passed around and especially if they garner some engagement. The last big thing about um, communication on LinkedIn Direct messaging is a really, really fantastic way to start building that relationship, but most people are doing it wrong. Most people are going on saying, here, do my thing, here, buy my thing, here, give to me, give to me, give to me, where instead you can open a conversation with, I read this and I thought of this and I think you would find this interesting. So yes, that means that mass marketing on LinkedIn DMs will not work. It's just going to tick us off. As somebody who's on the receiving end of a lot of those every week, not one has ever moved me to click the link that they want me to click. However, I have had people come out of the blue and say, hey, you post a lot about X, Y, Z, whatever it happens to be. You post a lot about authenticity and marketing. Have you seen this article? 
And I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen that article. And now we're having a conversation. And eventually they're like, okay, so I actually do this thing and I really like what you do. And I think we could partner together on this and et cetera, et cetera. That's how you get in. You offer value first, value, 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 ask. Value, 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 ask. You give value three times before you even think about asking for anything in return. Two more quick things I really want to hit about LinkedIn because there are two things I love about LinkedIn and this is all about LinkedIn love. Number one is groups. If you need information on how to do things, if you want to talk to a whole lot of people who have made the mistakes you're about to make already and they know how to avoid that from that happening, LinkedIn groups. I can pretty much guarantee there's a group for just about every field out there on LinkedIn. And it's populated with people who really are, they are engaged. They know they are the thought leaders right now. I belong to a whole bunch of them. And every time I need new stats for a workshop that I'm doing or or anything, I need information. I have a question. I want to test something. I want to see how other people have tested things. I go on to my digital marketing group, my social media marketing group, my content writing group. I'm in about 15 or 20 different groups on LinkedIn and these people have got the goods. The other thing is value, 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 ask. I offer as much as I take when I'm on there. So make sure that you go looking for the groups that are going to benefit you. Absolutely. But then you figure out how you can benefit them as well. The last big point is corporate pages. I get asked all the time, should we be trying to build our business page on LinkedIn? Yes, you can now have business pages on LinkedIn. And yes, you should. But no, you should not be focused on building them. Most of us will not have thousands and thousands of followers on our LinkedIn page, business page, the way we have thousands and thousands of followers on our Facebook page. It's not the same audience. However, the business page is the only place you can advertise on LinkedIn. And currently, LinkedIn advertising is a pretty good deal. You can make a huge impact for very little money. It's one of the best places to get the best bang for your buck right now in social media advertising. They do a really good job of walking you through how to do it. Even I would argue a better job than Facebook does currently. So check out LinkedIn advertising. Walk through the whole system and see how it would benefit your business. Again, you're going to be doing more sponsored content, which drives them back to your website. Everything on social media always drives back to the website, especially for higher end products and higher end services. So that's my LinkedIn love. It is Valentine's week as I'm talking, not probably as you're listening. I really, really, really do hope that you at least go find your password, log in, Make a couple connections and see how LinkedIn can work for you. Up next, we are going to be talking about brainstorming tips. How best to brainstorm so that you can most effectively and efficiently come up with a good list of things to do rather than just having it turn into a gigantic disorganized mess. If you like what you heard, please let us know. We do live on validation. Hit subscribe, leave us a review. And if you want to get in touch to see how we can help you, please do. You can find us at hala.agency, H-A-L-A dot agency, and online everywhere as Hala Connected. Until next time, kick ass and go find your LinkedIn password. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass. Thank <laughs> you.